Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm here with Lance Bot Psycho. Yes, I am Alex, not a bot gore. Uh, And we're here to talk about simple actions that can be done now to save you massive time later. One of them is learn how to run Revit correctly. Go check out RevitRocketship.com. There's a little video explaining what it does for you. If you like it, sign up. First month, money back guaranteed. But you won't need to do that because once you dive into it, you will absolutely love it. Go to RevitRocketship.com and check it out. Uh, I also want you to go to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm, a world-class collection of brands brought together to provide window and door solutions to the building industry and beyond. Duratherm and Riley are the true pioneers of industry. They are doing what no one else has done, building and designing beyond the status quo. These brands do not push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Uh, I also am going to need you guys, everybody, to head on over to Arcat.com. Check out what they can do for you for free without mining your data. Because with project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. Arcat.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors. Contractors like Al with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and design so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, Arcat.com is free to use, requires no registration. They do not data mine. So visit today and access the information you need now start building better content today that's arcat.com al bitcoin gore back oh, to you oh do we even dare look what bitcoin is probably at? 20 no nope, 18 18 no. is it really up 25 oh okay no 20, 20. yeah 20 comma 5 it was it no there was no 18 that's the elon musk bump probably is the elon musk bump. what's doge at oh good question do you have any no i used to Look at that. 10% bump. That's the Elon bump. That is. Man. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Huge congrats to Elon taking over Twitter. Yeah. I'm very, excited. Very, very exciting. exciting. Yeah. Uh, equally exciting is the main topic today. Um, one thing that you can do that will save you massive time later. If you've already hired employees, if you haven't hired employees, I don't think... I don't think you'll know exactly what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Yeah. But if you've done it, you, you kind of know what you need to set up. So I created a file that I'm sharing on YouTube and we're calling it the employee record. You know what I wanted to call it, but what? it seems too negative. Uh, permanent record. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, come on. A permanent record. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not good. So anyways, uh, basically you have their name, phone number, address, social security number, emergency contacts, first date of employment. But what you have to do is in processing. So basically we wrote down a description of what everything needs to be done for in processing, the date it was done, and then you initial it when you complete it. So Lance might be setting up the email account. Uh, Jason might be setting up the laptop. Uh, 
someone else might be setting up the Dropbox for them. But basically, you could print this out and have people initial when everything is 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 done, so that they have everything uh, set up. Payroll set up. That's probably our accountant. Healthcare. That's our accountant. Retirement account. That's our accountant, right? Mm -hmm. So we just wrote down all those things that you need to do to literally start getting work done. But next is then we have initial training. Um, and the first thing is we have a manual, so I have to read and sign it. <coughs> we have principles, F9 principles. They're on our website. Um, they need to read those and, and initial one complete. Uh, then we basically have them go through RevitRocketShip.com um, and do that whole training. And that's their first couple days. Um, the next is we have them read a book, which is Two Second Lean. They read one chapter a week. Yep. We implement that into the process. Um, and then we are developing now, um, which I'll probably be working on in the background, is uh, going through a project and understanding SD, DD, CD, and, and mainly like also code in the city. Like besides just those phases and what's there for it, how do I look at city code? What's important for city code? Interesting. Good. Yeah. You know, all yep. that. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things we talked about <laughs> is from that book, Two Second Lean, is what are some leans, standard leans that they can implement right away? And you could implement right away if, if, if you haven't done so. Um, that makes your life a little bit better. And here's w some of them, right? Uh, in your browser, you can make a bookmark folder and it could have all the cities you work in and what their, where their code is at. Um, it could also have like what their planning code is at. And then there's normally a page that says, hey, we're in the IRC, this date, here's our basis of design, here's our win loads, stuff like that. And it could also have a link to like upcodes IRC and, mm -hmm. and IBC, mm -hmm. just so that they know, so they don't have to be searching the web and, and going through everything, it's all right there. The next is that we have a folder that has our best examples of different projects types. So when you are in, uh, on Microsoft Windows, you when you open a folder browser, you can pin. You know what you should put also for the standard lane? Just basic file structure explanation. I mean, just, just a walkthrough, obviously, wherever that is. I, don't, I, I didn't see it anywhere. There yeah, basic file structure tutorial. Uh, uh, and then uh, file naming convention, but that's already covered, I guess, through Rocket Rocketship. So we're probably good there. Yep. But keep yep. going. Sorry to interrupt. Um, another one is there's about two uh, reference books: architecture reference and specification book is a little blue book. Uh, we also have that common one that you flip through. Um, the common code book. Yep. Yeah. And and I think we can gather like, oh, these are now on your desk or literally order them so that they have fresh copies of, of, of you know, what's these. interesting. Sorry. But like looking at this, to me, this feels, um, I already gave you a compliment about, it. I'm like, oh my cow, God, Al, this is complete. This is like very complete and thorough. Uh, I don't know how fr your brain must have been very fresh when you did this, yeah. but like, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to put myself on the opposite spectrum here, and I go, man, it's overwhelming. But uh, but it, it's it's just it's just a reminder. All I'm getting at is it's a reminder of you are drinking water through a fire hose for that first year, which you talk about later on too. Uh, I think it's up here. I didn't go through all of these yeah. of setups, but there's the first year talk. Yeah, I wanted to make sure you pointed that out to the listeners. 
and and what that entails. Tell them. And it's, yeah. and it, it, it's it's setting them up for success by having them just understand the reality of that first year and that a lot of times you're going to feel like you're floating because you don't know what you're doing even though you have this primer of five to seven years of uh, education from a design school. But once you're put into practice, and that it's okay for them to feel like they're floating. The only thing I always struggle with is like, I wonder if somebody has, like, should we have some coping mechanism? Is this the coping mechanism to help them feel like they're floating less, you know? Um, or, or is it also just during that first year talk of say like, we really, it's really important that you ask questions. You know, no one is going to make fun of you here. We have all been there. Yep. Just please trust that we are here to make you a better professional. Yeah. I'm going to write this down. And like then... a pep talk or something. It's part of like, it's pep talk or something like that. So uh, first year talk plus pep talk, you know, that might not hurt. Um, oh. And then maybe you're touching base with the employee more often. You know, maybe it's like they start on Monday, touch base Friday. Okay. Then the next touch base is. Uh, at the end of that month, and then the next touch base is then every month, and then maybe the last for the, you do that for six months, and then once a quarter, one more at the end of the year. Just feels like it could use a little bit more. I'm just spitballing here, but like I'm finding I found myself putting myself in that position while you're laying yes. it out. And I think there's two ways to combat that. And I think you jumped ahead a little bit. Sorry. One, I just put under a laptop or desktop. Mm -hmm. Your desktop setup, meaning. Hey, we're setting up this toggle, this zoom, this, you know, like Autodesk and stuff like that. Like we should literally, if you look at my screen, like yeah. set up like in not the normal area because I have it at the top. Like these are the programs you're going to use and they're already set up for you. And, and it's a little bit different than, oh, you have everything over organized over here. Like, Hey, if you want to put your desktop, however you want and, and everyone has their stuff on the left, that's fine. Here's all the F9 things. Here's your links to your. Uh, current project. Here's your Revit. Here's your Zoom. Here's your Blue. What's D? Uh, that's my desktop folder. Oh, yep. Al's so, always done stuff like that. He used to call. Uh, he used to have like he used to call it a drawer or something yeah. like that. Remember that desktop drawer or something Silly like that. Man, yeah. Uh, shout out old man. I got that from him. Oh, I like it though. I, I'm. I'm not. I. Uh, mine is much different. Uh, if you could see, you can see I'm recording too. You can see my screen here. All my what? screen is. Is usually that yeah, so. <laughs> nothing i i and i make it a point to clear out my de my stuff for my desktop every day yep like on there so yep and and lance you have a lot along the bottom too yeah but what i'm getting at is you said there's so much stuff is that we could really simplify it and even have like the to toggle and be like everything we set up for you for f9 is all that's right what you need yeah i like that that that's that's what i was looking for is something a baseline and so you're just sort of breaking this down into parts yep and it's not all at once and then also too okay now you have your gmail account that's linked to your email account it's f9 now you have your folders here's your link to revit rocketship here's your you know what i mean like everything is is, is kind of there so you don't have to like memorize it and it's out in the middle and of nowhere yeah everybody if you're a new listener somehow on this episode if this is the first time you're ever listening just a reminder like we are not some big giant corporate conglomerate we're a seven person architecture firm and a adjacent two person two employee level general contracting firm yeah um but going to this level it seems 
Makes it sense. seems homey, actually. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, okay. After that, then um, email signature, setting up their email signature so it has their phone number, um, other information about them, blah, blah, blah. And then we have these formal checkups, right? So they will be put under someone, let's say you, to do projects. And, and you'll be literally talking to them daily, weekly, stuff like that. But we have, hey, in three months, we'll sit down with, you know, the whole leadership team and them at six months. And then after that, year, yearly reviews. But I think you should, I think you should, I know it's, it's like, so are we contradicting ourselves if we do what I'm about to suggest? But that is, I feel like you should, what I just talked about with, can you add informal checkups? And then, or, or, or you could add it to the form, like, does it become formal because we stated that it's informal? You see what I'm saying? But yeah. like, I wonder if you actually expand that. I think it would go a long way if we did. You start on Monday, we check, we check in with you Friday, then we check in at the end of the month, then we do every month for this first six months, then we taper it off. Right. But my only question though then is, okay, at three months or is it like, after the first week or two, when they're getting like, because with this new training, it might take them up to two weeks. Yeah. Right. So Lance, so they're doing all this training. Um, once that is done, the, let's just say this first person is working with you. You'll literally be working with them almost every day or almost every two days. So then an informal, like on that week where they start, okay, every day I'm talking to this guy and we're going through it. And then on Friday, we're going to sit down in a formal thing and say, how like, how isn't that natural happening if it's informal because you're informal? I'm with you. I, I like the I like the pushback on this. Yeah. 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 I just want to make sure it happens. That's all. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So even if you, how about this? So right now you have, Al, if you're watching on YouTube, Al has under formal checkups, he's got three months, he's got six months. I would just say first week, first month, just add those additions. I think we're good. I think sure. we're good. It doesn't cool. need to go to my extreme. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then yearly, right? So yearly. And, and basically this is where we can put, because this is their file. Oh my, yeah. This hey. is when I really started to sink my teeth in. I mean, I was already sold with when I just glanced, but I was like, Oh gosh. Yeah. It's just, just so nice and organized. Yeah. Because a lot of times, uh, there's offer letters every year and you have to go back to the other yep. one. And, and, and we and do keep records and all that, but still this is yep. central. Yep. Now, now it's central. Now it's all there. Um, so it's the date, the pay and the title. And then also, just just so we know, where are they at at their architectural hours? So at those yearly yeah. things, oh, this is how many hours you have complete. And I would put like... I always like that because the, we, we do a pay bump as soon as you pass and get licensed. And it's like, you know, that's one, that's an argument we're always making in these reviews is like, if you, I mean, you it's up like you literally are in control of an instant pay bump. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um and then I'd put it out of the total because sometimes they change. I think it's around 5,000 now. I can't remember yeah. how many hours. Yeah. Um, then, oh, 5,000 hours? Yeah. 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 Architectural test advancement. Like, hey, you pass the test, put it in there. Yeah. Um, we have a, a, a strike list. And then this is like when we're telling them that we can go over. Like, they're not permanent. Um, but like, there there's basically three strikes. If you do the same thing in, in so many within a time frame, like you need to be notified that you are literally on the wrong track and borderline going to get fired slash then get fired if you're doing these huge things. Um, and we need to do that one legally, but then two, it's fair to you. Like what if you thought like, what if out of all the corrections, 
like, hey, redline this this way, redline this away. Oh, hey, make sure you never do this again. But that was like, make sure you never model walls the wrong way again because you've already been taught for two weeks. Plus, this is my third time telling you, hey, this is a strike. Yeah. You know, like, if you don't know that, yeah. how are you going to know which ones are super serious or not? And then we could also emphasize when we talk with them about when we, you know, this is this feels like a first day on the job sort of thing. We're talking to them, having them fill this out and just emphasize to them again, hey, the strikes go away after a year. Like, it's not permanent. It's yep. just we have to have some kind of uh, not what am I looking for here? just a system or framework for discipline. There you go. And what's cool too, when we go over this, let's say we interview and we hire normally, even after like, uh, um, school ends, like normally they're a week or two out just to like get here to set up to, you know, whatever they're doing. So on the first day, if you look up at this, like a lot of the, the desktop, like all these could be checked off, like in this in processing, like, Hey, all these are set up. (laughs) Now we're on to this. Because you're right. Uh, Yeah, because like you said, we should should basically have a lot of that already set up and good to go. It's just we're going through and telling them, checking it off and making sure it's done. It's a good, it's a good, we're closing the feedback loop like instantly. Yep. Yep. And part of this came from, I remember one of the last times we hired, it was like, it, it was just over the first two weeks. It was like, okay, first day. Okay. You need to email. Oh, now you need a Dropbox. That's on the first day. Okay, then a week later, like, oh, you need a dope, you know, like, oh, you need this program. And it, it, it just drug on for too long, everything that they needed. But anyways, that's it. Um, take a look on YouTube if you want. If not, I hope it helped verbally. Yeah, there you go. All right, here's what I've got next, Al. So I'm going to see if you want to unplug and plug me in. Everybody who's on the uh, YouTube will be able to see my screen here in just one second. I've got an article pulled up, and I'm prompting back to talking about the economy here. And that is, uh, there was a post in the Entrearchitect community, and I was so glad that it that it got posted. Somebody asked, "What are the chances that we are going to see mass layoffs in the architecture sector with a looming recession?" I was like, "It's about time." I mean, I, I it's, I'm not I'm not saying I'll want the recession. I'm just saying it's about time architects start to face reality a little bit here. Because we've been, we if you if you're a longtime listener, you know that uh, I predicted the 2020 meltdown um, almost to a T, and then you know that we also timed it with one of the like sales of our last condos, and we just barely got out and everything. And so I'm not suggesting I'm 100% Oracle here, but like we understand economics through the Keynesian lens and 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 follow it enough to I think be at least someone you can. Um, Listen to and then check fact check on your own, you know, if you need to or whatever. So the article I pulled up is from it's actually from the Motley Fool, uh, which is an economics paper or website that they they do uh, investing and advice and stuff like that. Uh, I tried to find the Bloomberg article for it, but I and I did. But the problem with the Bloomberg article is behind a paywall. So this is more or less them filtering through what they wrote. Bloomberg is this was written. We're recording this on October 28th, 2022. This was published on October 18th, 2022, so it's 10 days old. Still very relevant. And uh, also in light of, we did have two consecutive quarters of negative growth, so we did technically hit a recession. It's just the media is quiet about it. Elections come and take it for what it's worth. So to the, to the article, Bloomberg economics, uh, sorry, Bloomberg economists see 100% chance of a recession within a year. 
100%, Al. 100%. Yep, Bloomberg's, uh, so according to the Bloomberg's economics probability model, there's now a 100% chance for a C recession in the next 12 months. The Bloomberg team isn't the only one predicting economic difficulties. Many economists have been warning about a recession for several months. However, Bloomberg is unusual on being so certain. Most other predictions are couched in language of it being a strong likelihood rather than 100% possibility. Bloomberg's 100% recession warning. The Bloomberg's economic model uses 13 macroeconomic and financial indicators and to predict the chances of recession at various points in the coming two years. It shows the probability of recession is increasing in spite of aggressive moves from the Federal Reserve. Inflation continues to be high, which is a worry for economists and consumers alike. Here's what the model says about the chances of recession within th- different time frames. So one year, 100%, up from 65% previous forecasts. Uh, 11 months, 73% up from 30% in previous forecasts. And 10 months, 25% up from a 0% forecast. Uh, so on to kind of what it means for us, right? And we, this is just some bullet points that we talk about all the time. Uh, so what recession warnings mean for you, here's, you know, if you've, if you've listened over the last cu- a couple months, we've, adre- we've addressed this, understand your spending. If you don't know where your money goes each month, now's the time to face it head on. Uh, work on your emergency fund. For you, that could be obviously, you know, you should have a business savings. Uh, there's rules of thumb. A lot of people say three to six months of income you should have in there saved in the cash, you know, holding in cash reserves. Um, and then <clears throat> look for areas you can cut back. I'm not suggesting you're cutting staff right away, but how can you lean up, yep. right? What are some expenses you can cut down on? Uh, like, for instance, one of the ones that we just, my, our biggest lean as of late was we were renting laser scanners to do our laser scans to get our projects uh, up and going for ones that had existing conditions. Sometimes it was between 1000 and $2,000 per rental. We packed it into the proposal but now we just we just pulled the trigger on. We're gonna test. We're gonna do a test trial with a with a laser scanner. Cost us about six thousand. It should pay for itself with just a couple scans, and if it all works out, and then we're done doing that, and that's a fixed cost at us for this point. Yeah. Um. I mean maintenance, you know, whatever. But we also got like a three year warranty on it, so we're kind of covered for three years if it breaks down and if it works. Yep. Right. Uh, consider a side hustle. I think how that applies to architects, obviously, is uh, you should be looking at expanding the diversity of what you do Yep. Uh, at, all, at all levels, right? So, like, if you're just doing single family, what about multifamily? If you're doing single family plus multifamily, what about commercial? If you're doing all three of those, what about plus institutional? What about plus government work? What about forensic uh, services like I did where I was an expert witness? Yep. What about starting your own podcast? Working at a university. Hey, selling RevitRocketship.com, going to architectsguide2.com and seeing how you can convert your architecture projects into building projects to extend that uh, cash flow as, as we head into this, right? Yep. Um, impulse purchases. I don't think anybody has any, any of that. Um, and then obviously paying down your debt. That's huge. We, we just paid down the last of uh, any kind of like incremental vehicle, weird advertising debt that we had. Um, carrying over from kind of our startup phase over this last quarter and we're running a lean mean and clean machine and then maybe you could kind of retouch on out the last thing that we did with quickbooks 
Oh, yes. Basically, we made a backlog list. So we put everything, uh, contracts that we have that are immediately touchable, not large projects that are going through a year of site plan review and we won't get to the CD phase for a year into estimates. And then we can see the total amount of our estimates and bill against those. So we can watch that baseline number and see over the next couple months, like, okay, we are at, I'm making up numbers, 250K in backlog, right? Okay. Is that fluctuating up or fluctuating down? Is it, how is that affecting our workload? Is that enough? Do we need more? Um, do we need a, is it going up? Do we need to hire, you know? Um, but if, if you don't have those numbers, you can't see, you can't literally see into the future and it'll hit you in the face maybe yeah. a little bit too fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's your snowball into the future. Yep. hundred percent. So yep. really think about setting that. You don't have to do it through, I like the way we did, obviously. Like I know some people listen, use FreshBooks. I know some people use QuickBooks like us. I know some people just use spreadsheets, but having some kind of forecast of where you're at with how much you have left to bill on projects. Yeah. You could do it in Excel if you really need it. Yeah. If you're just a sole proprietor, I totally get it with that. So the last thing on this topic that I'm going to leave everybody with is my prediction. And so my prediction is it's all, I'm not predicting we are like, I I think a downturn or at least a slow time We are you know, the last month we actually ticked up in GDP, which I think the numbers were cooked a little bit. You can look into that yourself. Um, but most economists agree that we're going to hit some kind of downturn here. And my prediction is, and I, this is what my response was, it all depends on the Federal Reserve and how they approach what we are heading into if they capitulate and they do not raise rates two more times, but instead only one and then fold in quarter one or quarter two of next year. And then lower rates and actually do quantitative easing, number five, for anybody who doesn't know what that means, that means print more money. Uh, It is quite possible we could keep the sugar rush out. We could keep the sugar rush of fiat-driven, centrally controlled economic expansion going. Okay. So the two points that I have is if they keep raising interest rates, which I believe they should do, that is a warning to architects because lending gets a lot more expensive Thank and you. there could be a breaking point where the money machine kind of just stops flowing. Then the Fed is in a pinch because they have a dual mandate. It's not only interest rates, but it's also employment. So do they then capitulate to use your term yeah. and then start printing money and turning it around? Meaning there's two options. If we do not go into a recession, yeah. we are going back into inflation. Yes. So think about both of those. How do you prepare for a recession? We already talked about how do you prepare for inflation? I mean, I think it literally means higher wages. I think it higher fees, higher fees. I think it means still being lean in what you're expending because those costs are going to go up. Right. So I think it, it's, it's literally like a hundred percent recession will happen unless the fed pivots and makes it into inflation. They can't pivot and just like, Oh, everything's fine now. Yeah. You're either They're in a get, corner. Yep. Yep. And the prediction of With the catch 22. Exactly. Exactly. So you're either going to get one of those. Um, and then if it goes into inflation, it depends on how much they can ride that boat because if inflation keeps going up, then, uh, the demand might be like, Hey, we have to tamper this down. And it's going to be a bigger hurdle to climb, which means a bigger recession with the possible depression. Their balance of this, the best they could probably do is, if they watch it enough, is literally teeter on the edge of recession for two years. Yes. Like the finest 
<laughs> That's the a, finest balance ever that yes. you've ever seen For in two this years made straight. up MMT modern monetary fiat driven Keynesian gamed economy. Like it will be a miracle, almost it, a miracle. If they do that, we will happily come back because I think they'll need to do it for two years and say, we were wrong. <laughs> they actually did it perfectly. Perfectly. Perfect. No mistakes. Yep. Because because you talk about inflation again one more, you know, to, there was a uh, Disclosed TV on Twitter just, just posted four hours ago, in, inflation in Germany, 10.4% went up again. Yep. And what's weird is, uh, the I don't know if it's just because the timing is, cycles are a little bit different over Europe compared to the United States, but like that's the been the preview throughout this whole inflationary period is Europe, these countries in Europe will come out with their inflation numbers and they're like, hey, it keeps going up. And then sure enough, ours keeps going up with that. There's this, I mean, we're in this global economy. Yep. Hard, hard, to, hard to detach yourself. Yep. And um, so I actually hope that will happen. It's just, yeah. It's just. W- They're threading the w- needle. Like yeah. the needle threading here is very, very hard. When, when has the government not overcorrected? Ah. Like honestly, when, when, when has they? Yeah. Even culture. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we got somebody, a uh, special guest on the podcast here who is correcting something in the right way. Again, congratulations to Elon Musk and his purchase of Twitter. Uh, we are at F9 at Inside the Firm Podcast. We're super excited for this. It's a new era in freedom of speech. And so uh, he graced us with his presence here, and he's got to read for us. He's a busy guy. I don't know how he I, found the time. See, he finds the time. Finds, he finds the time to tweet. He can find the time to be on Inside the Farm. And now is the time to take risk. You don't have kids. As you get older, your obligations increase. And once you have a family, you start taking risk not just for yourself but for your family as well. It gets much harder to uh, do things that might not work out. Um, so now is the time t- to do that. Uh, before you, before you have those obligations. So I would, I would encourage you to take risks now. Do something bold. Um, you won't regret it. I like it. Sounds great. Uh, should we go to our last? Well, what, the oh, one, th- oh, one thing oh, I oh, would oh. elaborate on is uh, I, I don't know. I just wish I knew where Al read this, and maybe he will remember it today. But like, it was some entrepreneur book, and that you should, you should, if you, especially if you don't have a family, right? Uh, children. I'm, maybe you still have a wife or a husband or whatever. But yeah, like dog doesn't count as children. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Some people say it does. I do. okay. You don't. All right. Take take as many risks as you can stomach early. Be, because especially do it in your in your 20s and 30s because if you fail by the time you're 40, you still have enough time to recover financially to be able to retire gracefully. Yeah. I think so, I heard that from a person. Yeah. The developer. It might yeah, might have been a, a developer. M-Y. And yeah. And every, uh, every person that I've had, almost every person I've had, especially in the, in the real estate sector, which is, right, that's architecture, on the Monday morning show, every time I've asked them, knowing what you know now, if you go back in time, what would you do? You know, what, 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 what advice would you give yourself when you first started your business? More. The, the, it's always more. I would do more. I would take more risks. I would, that's their, their only regret is not doing more. It's not. Their regret is never what they did. Yeah. So take that for what you got. What do we got next, Al? Let's bring down the team for ARE Jeopardy. Here we go. Ready? Ready. Gresh, you need one of these? Sure. Question numero uno. 
Which of the following is not a countertop edge type? Is it A, demi bonose, B, quarter bevel, C, full bullnose, or D, half round? DNA, it is D. There's quarter round, not half round. Crazy. I thought that was weird too. Okay, question number two. FCU typically stands for. Is it A, fan condenser unit? B, fan coolant unit? C, fluorescent compact unit? Or D, fan coil unit? D. You guys are direct opposite. It is D. It is fan coil unit. Two to two. One to one. One to one? Yep. Number three. Which of these land patterns have not developed due to urban growth? Is it A, concentric? B, sector pattern? C, non-concentric pattern? D, multiple nuclei pattern? You look surprised over there, Tyler. A little shocked. Which of these land patterns have not developed due to urban growth? A, concentric pattern. B, sector pattern. C, non-concentric pattern. D, multiple nuclei pattern. All right. The correct... You went D? Correct answer, C. Non-concentric pattern. Right? Because, like, non-concentric would be suburban. Pretty, pretty easy. In terms of just trying to give you guys a hint. All right, uh, number four. What is the main vent for a building called? Is it A, main vent, B, stack vent, C, venti boy, D, central vent? You better know it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, answers are A, main vent, B, stack vent, C, venti boy, D, central vent. Correct answer is B. Who won? Oh, oh, all right. Tiebreaker coming Tiebreaker up. Tiebreaker coming on net. up, homies. Okay. Got a really interesting one today. Good. You can just shout the answer when you're ready. When, yeah. it <laughs> when it comes to employment procedures, the ADA Act applies to employers with how many employees or more? One. Interesting. In between. 15. Hey. Tyler is correct. Hey. Hey. I just couldn't remember. Where, cool. where are we going to eat? Runza! <laughs> all right. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, all right, that was the rule, right? Yep. Uh, all right. <laughs> if you like this episode you watched on YouTube, please make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a positive comment. If you're listening on the iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We will see you next week.